Mantua continues by applying Voss's covenantal philosophy of history, and especially his theology outlined in the Pauline eschatology regarding the bodily resurrection of Jesus Christ as the last Adam, life-giving spirit, man of heaven, the perfection of that image endowment which he assumed. He sets that categorically over against a modernist alternative. And we're going to focus on Boltman, but before we do, map out some of the antithetical uh, relations here that exist between a, a, a Vossian philosophy of history and conception of resurrection versus a permutation of a modernist philosophy of history and its conception of resurrection. And we'll focus, uh, for our purposes, on Rudolf Boltmann as a prototypical expression of what Van Til will term external versus internal history as the modernist conceptual replacement of Voss's history of special revelation, of Voss's conception of the nature of resurrection. Now, let me frame this in the great debate today. Van Til is interacting, uh, particularly around pages 60 and following, appreciatively with Richard Niebuhr's critique of historical reason. Van Til, following some of the taxonomy in that volume, maps out the conception of history that modernist theologians in the shadow of Kant have used to reconceptualize the history of Jesus' resurrection. You need to let that sink in. We take a, a, a view of, of history as sequential events in calendar time, objective, external history. The modernist theologians are going to reconceptualize the concept of history in order to dimensionalize the resurrection of Jesus in that reconceived notion of history. So let me summarize some of the main points of appreciation that Van Til uh, takes from Niebuhr. And following that, I'll focus on Boltman as a classic prototype of this new historical conception that yields a quote-unquote demythologized historical understanding of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. As I've said before, uh, apart from the work of Bill Dennison, who has a fabulous volume on the young Boltman, I'm not aware of anyone, even uh, Dr. Dennison, who has done um, work on the great debate today and shown the way Van Til understood Boltman and seeks to apply the insights of Voss to him. So this is, uh, I think, will be quite instructive for us as we start to understand Van Til's A, Van Til's dependence on Voss, and B, Van Til's application of Voss's theology, his eschatology particularly, to modernist alternatives. So Ventil maps out some of the salient lines of argument in Niebuhr's critique of historical reason. He says, Niebuhr tells us first, during the mid-19th and early 20th centuries, theologians carried about with them notions of historical causality 
that prevented them from giving the resurrection of Christ its proper place. For them, nature is the realm of death. No resurrection could take place in it. What then could one do with the resurrection? It became an insoluble riddle. If any meaning was to be attributed to the resurrection, this had to be accomplished with the help of some double theory of truth. And so the, the modernists, um, I'll just erase Boltman. Well, I'll leave him up because we're going to get to him. But the modernists in general saw the resurrection as a problem an indissoluble problem, an insolu a, a problem that cannot be resolved by recourse to history. Why? Because for the, the 19th and 20th century modernists who are following an evolutionary and naturalistic conception of closed history, history is the realm of death. It is not the realm of resurrection. Van Til agrees with Niebuhr's basic assessment of modern theology in the 19th and 20th centuries namely, and this is key, that it had in its uh, view of history a mechanical and closed historical conception. History is closed. History is mechanical. History is not the plane in which supernatural events occur. And so history is a proper place for death. History is not the proper place for resurrection. This insight, by the way, I don't want to spoil everything yet. This is going to be so foundational to understanding Boltman and his program. Such a closed, naturalistic, and mechanical view of history flows from the Kantian notion of phenomena. Kant would say that history is the realm of phenomena. History operates according to unchanging and invariant universal principles that for him happen to be the structures, the synthetic a priori structures of the mind. But a closed mechanical world of history cannot account for a supernatural event of bodily resurrection three days after death, cannot account for a supernatural translation into heaven 40 days after that resurrection. Here's the key. Now, please hear this. If resurrection cannot be affirmed in terms of ordinary, external, calendar time history, then we have to have a double truth theory that yields a different conception of history and a different locus or location for the resurrection. What the modernists are going to do is reject the external, lockstep, objective history of special revelation in Voss and replace it, listen, with a different conception of history, uh, 
a conception of history that is not part of phenomena, not part of a closed and mechanical realm. This would mean that while philosophers might say the resurrection cannot occur within inexorable and naturalistically conceived history, perhaps theologians can find a different dimension for the resurrection, a different plane for the resurrection, a different domain for the resurrection altogether. Religion and philosophy, viewed as having separate sources of knowledge, can have separate conceptions of history, and as such, can arrive at contradictory truths without detriment to one another. The, the, the dimensionalism of Kant is going to be central. What cannot be fit in phenomena, visible, observable, mechanical history, can be postulated of noumena, a realm of God, freedom, and things in themselves, and maybe even resurrections. That is precisely what Niebuhr and Van Til, following him, flags as foundational of so much of modern theology. Modernist theology, listen, postulates a separate historical dimension where it can be true with having, without having to claim it occurred in objective history in what the Reformed would call the history of special revelation, the realm of phenomena. The, the resurrection can be true in a different dimension of reality beyond history or maybe inside of history and not accessible. If it's beyond history, it's going to be Bart. If it's inside of history, hidden, it's going to be Boltman. I'll try to distinguish that for you later. But Van Til says this. Now, this is Van Til from the Great Debate Today, 68 through 69. He says, The value of Niebuhr's critical review is that he finds in all of them, uh, you could just say Schleiermacher, Bart, and Boltman, just as representative. There are more, but those are three big ones. He finds in all of them a failure to recognize the significance of the resurrection of Christ as the central event of Christian religion. Schleiermacher frankly denies the resurrection. Recent theologians affirm it and seek to make it central in theology, but in trying to do so, exclude Christ from history altogether. We must therefore radically revise our attitude toward the idea of history, they say. And the first step toward a new and better view of history is the revision of our view of nature as an exact an inexorable nexus of cause and effect. This dualism still controls Boltman, and what all this amounts to, says Niebuhr, is that none of these theologians has learned to overcome the dualism between Kant's first and second critique, the critique of pure reason and the critique of practical reason. Now, here's the key quote. Please hear this. So they have an external and an internal history that stand over against one another and never really meet. Now look, I understand that Van Til is operating at a level that requires you to understand a lot of theology, 
and a lot of philosophy in that quote and in this discussion. But let's just take a second to understand what he's saying. He's saying external history corresponds to what we as Reformed Christians would call ordinary calendar time history of successive events in a movement of special revelation. What did Voss say um, the Bible is? The Bible is a revelational record of the history of special revelation. And where do those acts of special revelation fall? They fall in calendar time. God floods the earth. God parts the waters of the Red Sea. God raises Jesus from the dead. All of those events are locatable in what Kant would call phenomena. All of those events in external, we'll call, I'll just write over here, external. All of those external events are locatable in space and time, in the realm of observable phenomena. This history is datable, it is chartable, it is an empirical realm of fact. Let me put it as starkly as I know how. It is an empirical, historical, external, objective fact, according to traditional Reformed theology, set forth by Van Til, enriched by Voss, that Jesus Christ rose from the dead in his humanity on the third day as the last Adam, life-giving spirit, and then ascended into heaven 40 days later. Chartable, datable, external history. In other words, what Kant says can't happen in phenomena, Voss says is precisely what did happen in phenomena, in, a, in an external, datable history. The, the modernists, not liking that theology because it violates this closed mechanical Kantian construction they've inherited, do what? They propose, in the place of external history, internal history. Now, I know you're scratching your head. I guarantee you, I know you are. I understand it. Um, as you start to study more um, philosophy, the dimensionalism of the Germans, the development of modernist theology, it is a head-scratcher until you understand what they're doing. But let me, let me try to explain. Internal history, listen now. External history um, uh, pertains to external facts. External facts. I've written facts large over this. Uh, Machen, Voss, Van Til, external facts of revelation that fall in time. Internal history pertains to subjective value. Subjective value. External fact history, internal value history. That's the way to think of it. To put this a little differently, the contrast between a philosophy of history that's focused on external facts accomplished in datable and chartable time, a history of special revelation, stands over against 
internal history that, while not datable and chartable, has religious value. It's what Kant would call the noumena. Internal history, the conception of internal history, corresponds to the subjective value ascribed to events that, while not historical in the external and objective sense of the term, stand above it in terms of importance. Kant would call it noumena. It's the realm of God, freedom, and things in themselves. It's the domain of the religious subject. It is known in freedom and in intuition, not in terms of fixed laws such as cause and effect. It is posited to have absolute ethical value above and beyond the realm of empirical fact. Now, when you apply that distinction between external and internal history to the resurrection, the point becomes obvious. And this is what is so critical to understand about the, the modernist approach to history and resurrection, that the resurrection, listen, need not occur in objective history at all. In fact, it can't, according to the modernists. Yet it can have its own independent religious value in a dimension that is either wholly external to history, Bart, or internal to history, Boltman. We're not going to talk about Bart in this module, but we are going to talk about Boltman in this module. Bart will be the next. For him, the religious value of the resurrection is found in internal categories, not external. It can exist in a different internal dimension entirely distinct from the realm of objective history. It, in fact, does not have external historical significance. It has internal existential significance. And this is the direction of Rudolf Bultmann. Van Til notes, following Niebuhr, that such a dualism controls Bultmann's program of demythologization. Van Til himself, please grant this, uh, grasp this. Van Til himself says that what will drive Bultmann's program is this fundamental bifurcation between external and internal history rooted in the Kantian distinction between phenomena, external history, and noumena, some internal realm of value and religious significance. And it's this conception that Van Til flags as controlling Bultmann and his theology of demythologization. And so as we turn toward Boltman, we're going to see how an internal conception of history leads to a demythologized conception of the resurrection, stripping it of its external redemptive historical facticity and reducing it instead to an internal event that yields religious value while not occurring 
in history, it has supreme existential value. That dualism, fact and value, is going to lie at the core of this doctrine of demythologization that Van Til flags as being dualistically um, concessive to Kant, and therefore dismissive of and destructive of the gospel and the centrality of the resurrection of Jesus Christ in his humanity from the dead in datable, chartable calendar time in the history of special revelation.